Wow. Boom. Exactly. Deshaun Brown, most definitely, man. Texas. Man, we just got Amari Nye, black man. He can miss to Texas, man. It's this Horns Corner Rapid Reaction. Uh, man, I'm excited about this one. You guys just heard me talk earlier today about the transfer portal and um, what guys at Texas might have been able to get. And, um, you know, we know that, like, I think Black comes on campus tomorrow. He ain't even on campus yet. You know what I'm saying? So this is crazy, bro. Um, you know, they just had Jabbar. You know, he came through, so he was on. But, man, I tell you what, man, this is this is exciting. What's up, man? Hey, Deshaun says, yes, that offense should be something serious. Exactly. Look, this is what gets me about the offense now is, man, this man got so many weapons. He has so many weapons, like – Man, you got Bond and Golden and Bolden and Cook and Nyblack and Gunner Helm and uh, the backfield, Baxter and Blue. Oh, my God. This is crazy. If Victor Santiago says Muhammad next, hey, man, we'll see, man. We shall see. But look, I want to talk about – I want to talk about just um, just about Nyblack and what this means for the offense, right? Um, Texas loses, uh, they lose JT Sanders. He's going to the draft this year, right? So he's going to the draft this year. They lose him and they got to find some kind of replacement for him. Uh, and, and so we all know Gunnar Helms, that dude too, as well, man, but he's more of a, of a guy that, you know, he's going to be a more versatile guy that's going to either, um, block or, or catch. He's really good at both. Uh, but now like he, he comes in, I mean, he's going to be a receiving threat. He's damn near another receiver, but he's six, four. 235 pounds and man i'm i'm telling you i'm telling you um you know <laughs> uh, but mr potato because i think we'll start to see four wide receivers now even though he's a tight end but he's more of a receiving tight end um a freaky athlete folks i mean like a freaky athlete uh you know so somebody asked earlier you know today when i was on live exactly just how like, you know who was going to be the person that was going to do those jump balls and those contested balls and, and this is an opportunity for Texas to have a guy like Nyblack come in and be that guy. Um, man, this is <laughs> – you're talking about crazy, man. Um, having JT Sanders leave, having that guy replaced by Nyblack, um, the show doesn't stop, folks. I'm telling you, I told you guys earlier today, Steve Sarkeesian sees exactly what he has in this team. And he understands that this is his opportunity uh, to seize the moment. And I think Steve Sarkeesian sees the roster that he has and he sees the offensive line that he has and he sees that he has the right players coming back on defense and the right players coming back on offense and understands that he can go for broke right now. Like this team can compete for a championship next year. He could taste it. He was so close this year. If this team plays a clean game against Washington, this team plays against Michigan, who knows what happens? You know, but if it's for fish, you know, you know, I'd be drunk. But uh, this team had a lot of meat left on the bone and still finished as a third-ranked team in the country. They had a lot they, that they accomplished this year, but I still think Steve Sarkeesian thinks that this season was unfinished. And so he's going for it, folks. And, and then also, you know, Nick Saban retiring, folks, had a lot to do with this as well. Uh, the SEC is wide open. And so when you go and get a guy like Nyblack and you couple him with the offensive skill talent that you got here at the University of Texas and those wide receivers, you're seeing Steve Sarkeesian putting playmakers on that field. He's putting playmakers. He's going to make sure that when Quinn Ewers comes out next year and has the talent that he's going to have here on campus, that he's going to be fully prepared to 
unleash an offense uh, that we haven't seen here in the 40 acres in quite some time. And uh, look, I'm excited about it. I know you guys are excited about it. If you're sitting here listening to this video at what at 10 o'clock tonight, um, but Nablack commits and he hasn't even been on campus yet, you know. So this this tells you Steve Sarkeesian is cooking right now, folks. You know, like, you know, in the South, man, I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. We say he, he's cooking with hot grease right now. That grease is hot. You know, he about to drop that. <laughs> he dropping that catfish in there. That grease is hot. You know what I'm saying? Um, so look, man, Nablack coming to Texas is just something that is needed. We were wondering where that second tight end was going to come from. Was it going to be Juan Davis? Was it going to be Spencer Shannon, who's pretty young? Was it going to be Will Randall? Um, you know, look, we got Gunnar Helm. He's already a tight end that is going to get a lot of snaps. He got a lot of snaps, you know, that, you know, uh, uh, last year as well. But now you bring in Nablack, and I don't think you have a drop off when it comes to the re receiving side of the house, because he's going to pick up right where JT Sanders left off when it comes to receiving the ball. He might not get as many targets and touches because the talent that we are bringing in is stupid. It's stupid right now. Um, but what he is going to do is he is going to be that receiving threat here at Texas, a la what Sanders was able to do for, uh, you know, you know Texas. Um, Nablack is uh, a guy that, uh, look here, man, Alabama fans are very high on. Um, they did not want to see him leave. And there's a reason why, because of the talent that he was and the, the talent that he is. Um, last year alone, he averaged 16 yards per catch. Um, also had four four touchdowns and, uh, you know, in about 324 yards or something like that, man. So that was in that offense. And now I think he's coming to a more efficient, you know, uh, team and a more efficient QB, especially on the offensive side of the ball. And um, this team's going to eat. <laughs> this team's going to eat. All right, so I got a comment from Jared Green here. Jared Green says, uh, yo, Sark is the man. Now Malik's cousin has to be next, right? Yeah, so, you know, if you guys are you know, you know under a rock right now, Malik, uh, his cousin is actually, you know, that's going to be Muhammad, Jabbar Muhammad. And I tell you what, man, he's going to be an outstanding asset if Texas is able to pull him in as well. Um, but look, man, Nye Black, this is all about Nye Black today. Um, if we go look at him from his his profile when it comes to recruiting, man, you're looking at at the time when he was recruited, five star recruit coming out of uh, out of college. Oh, I'm sorry. Come out of high school. Let me share my screen right quick so I can actually show you guys what's going on. What's up, Mash, man? What's up? This is getting nuts, Nina. Yes, this is very – hey, this is getting really nuts, man. Like, Sark is in his bag right now, and I'm – and look, I'm all here for it. <laughs> I'm here for it, man. I ain't it, – it, look, it is what it is. But look, let's go ahead and let's share the screen here. Um, Let's share the screen so that you guys can see not black and everything about him. All right. So when Nablack came out of high school, he was a he was a five star recruit. Uh, he was a consensus four star guy coming out of high school. On three, had him ranked as number one tight end in the country and a top twenty seven prospect in the country. Um, you know, two four seven had him as a number ninety nine ranked player in the country. Um, ESPN had him the lowest at two ninety eight. Uh, Rivals had him as, as number ninety fifth ranked player in the country. So he's a national top hundred player in the country, folks. Uh, you know, an on three composite at the time, you know, out of high school, 6'4", 220 pounds, you know, out of high school as a 89th ranked prospect in the country, uh, the third ranked tight end in the country, the number, what, 14th ranked player in the state of uh, Florida. 
but we've seen what he's able to do at Alabama. And just to see that he is now, he is the number one tight end um, in the transfer portal. Um, you know, it just goes to show you that he is a highly covered player. He's one of the top 15 players here in, you know, in the transfer portal, number one tight end in the portal. And you see what Sark's going to do. I am really interested to see um, just the just the packages that Sark's going to throw out there, folks. Uh, this is getting crazy. Look, Mash, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. This this is getting crazy because I want to see the packages that he's going to throw out there. Uh, Sark, we understand he loves twelve personnel. He loves eleven personnel. He loves twelve personnel for the season, folks. I got I have the numbers right here for the season. Uh, he was he used 11 personnel a lot more, about 150 more plays. But the next biggest, um, you know, play uh, set was 12 personnel. You can tell he loves that 12 personnel. It's kind of who he is. Um, so but with the influx of wide receivers that say Sarkeesian is bringing in, uh, you know, it's it's how is he going to get these weapons on the field? And look, I look, I trust Sark. <laughs> he's going to figure it out, man. He's going to figure it out. Um, you know, I had to stat up there earlier today about uh you know steve sarkeesian and um how did he utilize those four wide receivers in 2019 when he had uh rugs and he had judy and he had um smith and also he had uh, judy smith rugs and waddle and those guys got a lot of snaps you know i think um smith averaged about 48 snaps a game uh, i think judy was about 46 rugs about 44 and then Waddle had about 23 to 24 snaps a game. And uh, that was with four wide receivers, okay? Now, the tight end was not that prolific in that offense that year because he had so many wide receivers. Now he has four good wide receivers, three that he got from the portal, right? And Jontae Cook coming back, who's a five-star guy, and now you're bringing in Nye Black to come in, um, in and play tight end. And so how is this going to mesh? It's going to mesh well because Sark's going to make it mesh. He's going to scheme up. Um, and people are worried about the wide receiver rotation and that Sark didn't really rotate the past couple years. And I'm not going to say he didn't rotate uh, because uh, he didn't have the talent per se. It's, I don't know. If he probably didn't rotate because he didn't probably trust that those other guys are going to be at the same level when a guy like, um, you know, A.D. Mitchell comes out the field, right? Like, who's who's going to step in and be A.D. Mitchell, right? Who's going to step in and be, you know, a guy like uh, uh, Worthy? Could Cook have done that? Possibly. But you can tell Sark's not really big on playing those freshmen. He wants those guys to sit in that system. And also, Sark's going to the SEC next year, folks. His first year, man, in the SEC. And I don't think he wants to hand the keys over this um, to some freshmen, at, you know, at the skill position, right? So um, this is going to be sick. I'm excited about it. Uh, look, man, Jared Green says, yeah, hook him. Yeah, Nino, you the man too, man. Appreciate that, Jared. Appreciate that, man. Um, I was just on the podcast. Uh, and look, here's the podcast I was on, man. What's up, Parish? Um, so he said, yeah, Sark is not playing. And when the information came out, I was, I was filming with these guys, man. And we, and we just was like, wow. You know, man, look, I, I look, I want to get that film from you because that's like a that's like a like a great moment, man. But um, yeah, Sark ain't playing. He understands he's going to the SEC. He 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 has to understand the assignment, what is going on now. Sark understands that I need to go in there and dominate day one, and I can't hand the keys over 
at those positions to freshmen. He's going to hand those keys over to established guys, and that's what Sark is doing here uh, with the addition of a guy like My Black coming in as number one tight end in the transfer portal, coming to the University of Texas. Um, more comments here. Huntington Beach, he says, average speed at the skill position is 428. <laughs> oh, man. Look at that, man. That is, is, is fast, man. Kate, what's going on, Kate? He's a lifetime uh, guy that comes on the show all the time. Kate says, at this point, I just uh, keep live streaming until spring. <laughs> exactly, man. This is crazy. But this is what you live for. And Texas fans, we deserve this. We deserve it, right? We deserve it. Um, look, man, Texas fans that have been down here and been down with this team through the good and the bad, man. This is this is what it's all about. Is when you finally get your coach, we understand that we we finally have our coach, man. He's built a culture here. He's brought the players here that have that have bought into the culture, and and it's a it's a destination place um, to where uh, kids want to come play because one, Texas is winning. Two, Texas has a great culture. Uh, three, Austin is a hell of a city. Um, it's, it's, it's like none other as a college town. Um, and, and, and four, it's Texas. You know, it's, it's Texas, man. You know, kids want to come play for Texas now. You know, it's different when you see that Longhorn everywhere. And it's different when you see people put the horns down because it means something, right? No other school can identify with the things that we do. That's why they hate us. And so, look, man, I'm excited about it. This is a great pickup. Nye Black is 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 definitely going to be a dog in this offense. Um, it's awesome. So Jerry Green says, any more news coming tonight or tomorrow? <coughs> and he'll tell him, man, my boy G-Walk. G-Walk, I was just talking about you today, bro, on the other show that I was on. You guys know who George Walker is, man. Uh, George is one of uh, those guys, man, who came in in that, in that era when Texas was winning a, you know, a championship and going on, man, one of the top receivers come out of the country in his year. Um, and also one of the top basketball players in the state of Texas and the city of Houston. Also, George is that guy, man. That's, that's my dude, my road dog. I call him all the time about Texas stuff, man. So, um, but yeah, Hey man, Hey man, it is what it is. G walk. It is what it is, man. We got this, man. We got this. Sark is doing his thing, man. G walk. He in his bag, baby. He in his bag. Um, any more news coming tonight, Jared, not sure. Uh, you know, not sure. But I'm not going to go to sleep. <laughs> I don't think that's coming tonight, though, to be honest with you. I don't think that's coming tonight. But Texas is 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 on a run right now. And, you know, like I was just saying on a previous podcast I was on, folks, is that um, in previous years, Tom Herman, also previous years for Charlie Strong, what was Texas doing in the transfer portal? They were pulling, they were pulling offensive linemen because we didn't do the the necessary work to build those trenches up, right? So we had to go get a Calvin Anderson from Rice, and nothing to, you know against that because Calvin Anderson is making money right now in the league. He's starting, I think, for the Broncos, wasn't he, or, or the Patriots, one of the two. But he's but but he's playing in the league. But we had to go get offensive linemen from Rice, and and that paid dividends. We needed that, right? Um. We had to go get guys like Parker Braun from Georgia Tech, and we had to go bring transfers in to uh, play because we needed it, right? Texas was dead last in recruiting the offensive line in those five years previous to to um, to Sark coming in. And they were dead last tied with Kansas, folks, when it comes to scholarship offensive linemen. 
So we weren't able to go and hand pick and cherry pick uh, the different skill position players that we wanted because we had to build the trenches up. Sark has completely flipped that thing around, man, where now he has built a trenches up. And guess what we're able to do? We're able to go cherry pick uh, skill position players that we want because it's almost plug and play now. And that's the beauty about what Sark is building here at the University of Texas. And that's what you have to like. And that's what you have to understand what he is doing. And he said it since day one that his his main goal was to build those trenches up because it all starts in the trenches. It all starts in the trenches, man. So um, I'm excited about where this team is going. I'm excited that this team got not black. Man, Sark, you in your bag right now. Jeff Banks has another toy to play with, basically. You got Noblek in that room now. You got Gunnar Helm. Bama fans are, you know, as soon as, you know, the word was coming out that maybe he was coming to Texas and he was going to hit the portal, then the, the negative Nancys came out and said, well, he's not a great blocker. Look, I saw what Jeff Banks did um, to get, uh, you know, JT Sanders to be able to block better. And, look, he's going to have this guy in for spring and fall. And is he going to be a finished product? You know, by you know, by fall, probably not, but it's going to be a lot better because I trust Jeff Banks. We've seen the maturation process of these players with Jeff Banks and on special teams, also in the tight end room as well. So my black coming here is going to open the doors here for the University of Texas at that tight end position. The, the position packages that Texas is going to have here this upcoming year, man, is going to be extraordinary. We're going to see some 10 personnel. And I told you guys, when I track 10 personnel, which is one running back, zero tight end, so basically four wide receivers, when I track it this season, it's about 6.5% for this season. I track that a little different than pro football focus. I don't think pro football focus tracks their 10 personnel from previous years um, with uh, the tight end. If the tight end is, is out there, but he's split wide as a wide receiver. I count that as 10 personnel because there is no tight end in the field. And you got JT Sanders. Uh, lineup as a wide receiver and not in the line, right? To, to me, that is 10 personnel. I don't care if he's a tight end or not. These guys are very versatile in this positionless football, right? Um, these are guys that play a little bit of everything. You can put JT Sanders, and sometimes he needs to be covered by a cornerback. He's that damn good. Now Black's going to have to be covered by a cornerback, folks. There's no linebacker who can cover him. There's some safeties, maybe, but there's no linebacker that can cover this guy. Um, so Sark is playing chess right now. You know, He's playing chess. Uh, so that 10 personnel package that I said at six and a half percent from the previous year, you know, from 2023 season, uh, that's going to play in it too this year. And it's going to be a combination where there's not black, golden, bolden, uh, uh, bond and cook. Those are five guys that have the opportunity to play in that 10 personnel package. And then if you want to go speed, man, you put a guy like Jaden blue at, at, at running back, if you want to go speed, oh, come on, man. Sark, you in your bag, dog. <laughs> you in your bag, Sark. You in your bag. You really in your bag right now. I'm feeling it, man. But look, man, let me know in the comments how you guys feel about getting Nye Black here to Texas. He committed today. Today, man. Fred Fred Bowie says, uh, let me see. Fred Bowie says, another good video. Texas is building a true beast. Yes, Fred, we are, and I'm excited about it. And he's doing it. He's building a beast the right way. And he is going into the SEC with the intention of competing from day one. This is no rebuild. This is a reload. And Sark understands the assignment. In Texas, we got the right coach for this. 
extending that man was outstanding. We got him here to 2030. Um, these kids, when they come on campus, they know that he's going to be here until at least 2030. Um, Sark, he's good, man. He's good. JW Cron says, absolutely, there will be a lot of 10 personnel. I won't say a lot, JW Crunch. I did the numbers on this when he, on that 2019 team in Alabama. They only used 10 personnel 5.3% of the time, 42 snaps. 42 snaps out of like 725 snaps. So it won't be a lot. I think he's going to rotate. Sark is going to use his personnel. He's going to rotate um, those wide receivers. And he's going to rotate Nye Black also. And I'm going to tell you why. He's building a staff. He's building a team that he's comfortable with. You know, no disrespect to the players that were here before he recruited them. Those weren't his guys, folks. He was able to win with them. But I don't think he under he didn't have a guy behind Adonai Mitchell that he thought that I could spell Adonai and still be out there to perform. Let's say, for instance, if Silas Bolden starts, right? And let's say, for instance, if Matthew Golden doesn't start in the game. If I got to spell Silas Bolden and I got to give 25 to 30 snaps or 40 snaps to a guy, the drop off between him and Golden might be null. It might be nothing. He trusts that. He understands that no matter who I put out there, my dudes is ready. They are ready. I mean, I see so many similarities with this team to previous teams. Like, you know, when G Walk was on the roster, man, it's ridiculous. You know, I tell people all the time, Vince Young won that championship in his fourth year in college, folks. His third year starting, his fourth year in college. He won his first Big 12 championship and the only national championship that this team has had in forever, right? And Vince Young's fourth year on fourth year on campus. Quinn's fourth year on campus is next year. Um that 20 that 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 2004 season, we were winning games, but we weren't blowing people out. That 2005 season, <laughs> it was kicking ass and taking names. You know what I'm saying? So I see something very similar here and I think Sark sees it too. I do. I think I think Sark sees this, man. He sees that he has his quarterback that's probably going to be a first-round draft pick next year, you know, when he comes out. This is last season here. Then he's going to turn the keys over to Arch, right? But he has the talent there that's, that's still going to be here. Um, you know, C.J. Baxter, he, he'll be a third-year guy after this year coming up. I mean, he, he's only a second-year guy, and you got Jaden Blue and it's the Savion Reds and the Trey Wisners, but you got a guy like Nye Black who has two more years to – he has two more years to play. Right. And so if you keep him, it, the, the continuity at the tight end position is going to be sick. He's going to have two years, man. It's going to be sick. Him, Gunner, him. I think Gunner has one more year, too. And then that's when you start to bring along these highly titled recruits. Spencer Shannon, um, a Will Randall. We're getting out of the habit that we used to be in underneath Tom Herman and also Charlie Strong. Where we had highly titled freshmen come in and they had to come save the team. They have to come save us, folks. Like, that is not the case now. We can bring a Ryan Williams in if he decides to commit to Texas or wherever he goes, or a Ryan Wingo. We can bring him in, um, which he he is coming in Texas. And we don't have to rely on him to be the guy they want. He can sit. He can mature. He can let the game slow down for him. While he's learning from a guy like Isaiah Bond, uh, while he's learning from a Silas Bolden, a Matt Golden, and a Jonte Cook on what it takes to be a collegiate athlete. 
we don't have to depend on those guys to save the team. You think, guys, we had to depend on Sam Ellinger to come and pretty much be the guy from day one. We had to depend on um, Shane Buchel to be the guy from day one. Uh, we had, you know, um, Malik, Malik Miss. He had to be the guy from day one at linebacker, right? Um, we had to depend on uh, guys like Kelvin Banks to come and be the guy because we had nobody else. In a typical situation, you would want Kelvin Banks to sit a year. He's so much of a beast. He didn't have to sit a year. But those are the things that we had to depend on these freshmen to come out and be the guys. And we don't have to do that anymore, folks. Sark is building this thing the right way. He's letting these guys sit. These guys are seeing that, you know, Adonai Mitchell's coming in for one year and he's already, you know, slated to be a maybe a, a fringe first-round pick, a definite second-round pick, you know, worthy. It's another guy who's leaving going to be a second-round pick probably. <clears throat> if Worthy shines at the combine, he might be a first-round pick, right? So they're understanding that it's okay to sit. It's okay to learn. It's okay to wait my turn, right? It's okay to wait my turn. It's fine. I'm going to play eventually. And when I play, I'm going to shine because it's set up for me to shine because I've been through the process. And I've done multiple reps and the mental reps that I've done every freaking day in practice. And me as a wide receiver, I've seen X do it. I've seen Adonai do it. Now I'm seeing Golden do it. And I'm seeing Bond. And I'm seeing Cook do it. And now... My second or third year in the program, I'm ready to be a dog. <laughs> That's what Sark's doing, man. In my second year of the program, I'm going to be a dog. I might not be the man right now, but next year I'm going to be the man. You know what I'm saying? So, look, you got to appreciate it. Uh, so, Jared Green says, so you think <laughs> Quinn can throw for 6,000 yards next year? <laughs> oh, man, that's just crazy. Quinn, Quinn might get 4,000 passing yards. Like, like real talk. Like, real talk. He might get 4,000 passing yards this year. Like, real talk. He might get 4,000. If he didn't already have it this year, let me check his stats, man. Let's check Quinn Ewer's stats this year. I'm just going to do like a brief little thing to see what he got. Quinn passed for this year. Quinn passed for 3,479 yards, 22 touchdowns, six interceptions this year, and he missed two games. So, and that's well, and that's also added with with two games because he had the Big Twelve Championship game and the game against Washington. So it was, you know, so honestly, he played twelve games this year, okay? And he had he had thirty five hundred yards basically. I think Quinn gets four thousand yards next year. I think he gets four thousand in the regular season. I ain't talking about no championship games, no playoffs. I think Quinn will get four thousand yards next year. I'm in my bag right now, man. I'm in my feelings right now. He about to get four thousand yards next year. Um. Yeah, all right, man. So here's my boy Deshaun. He says, uh, I hope this helps heart, you know, art stay patient. Yeah, yeah, man. I think, man, look, you know, like the Mannings, you know, they're probably looking at this and saying, you know, Eli sat for two years. You know, Peyton, you know what, what Peyton sat for one year? Was it one year? Or did Peyton start off the, you know, the, the rip? Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's just this is a, a kid whose family is 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 like football royalty. They get it. They understand the assignment. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, hopefully Arch doesn't go anywhere, but I don't see Arch going anywhere. Um, top three wide receivers get a thousand yard season. I'm not gonna go that far, Jared. Like I, I won't go that far. But I could easily see um I can easily see one guy getting a thousand, maybe one getting eight to nine hundred, another one in that seven hundred range, another one in that five hundred range, 
and I see Nablack probably with like another 400, and then you got to factor in balls going to the wide receivers too, especially Jaden Blue. I mean, this could get nasty. This would get nasty. Yeah, 4,030-plus touchdowns. Look, I see 4,000. I think Sark saw <coughs> – excuse me. Sark saw that he got – uh, what's the boy's name? Um, Mac Jones. Mac Jones was able to get 4,000 plus. Plus. You know what I'm saying? I think he sees that Quinn's arm talent is better than Mac Jones. And he thinks he can make it work. And that thinks, I think he knows he can make it work. Uh, let me see. Cape says, I know Bo Davis wouldn't have left to LSU if he knew the team couldn't continue to, to progress without him. That's a good sign that someone so good has so much faith in the team. Uh, okay. That he isn't worried about leaving. Nah, I think, you know, man, LSU cut him a check. <laughs> <laughs> you saw that guarantee money that man got like three years like 4.2 or 4.3 million dollars for a defensive line coach and he got that check and i think his son's gonna walk on he get the coach's son too i mean so yeah man i, I get it but yeah man look that man got that check yeah you know end of the day this is a business you know what i'm saying this is a business so you know, he had to make the right decision for himself and his family and, and also the opportunity to coach his son, man. You can't beat that. He said, look, man, Harris says could be 4,500 yards because of playoff games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's right. Peyton did start as a freshman. That's right. That's right, Vic. That's right. He started the true freshman. My bad. My bad. My bad. Um, yeah, I think, let's see, what year was that? Was that 90? When did Peyton come out, y'all? When did Peyton come out? Give me some help on that. Uh, let me see. Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning College. I'm going off script right now for a little bit. Uh, Peyton came out. He was in college, 94 to 97. Yeah, that's right, because 98, um, my homeboy Greg Barnum uh, in a commitment to Tennessee as a center. And, um, yeah, he uh, he committed, I think, 98 or 99. Um, but he, he actually started his freshman year. Um, as a center at, at Tennessee, and then he ended up transferring out. But, um, but yeah, long story about that one. <coughs> Jerry Green says, yeah, Nye Black and Bond uh, are <laughs> – yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, exactly. But, look, we don't play Bama next year. Georgia's who we play next year. You know what I'm saying? Unless we play Bama in the playoffs, you know. But, um, yeah, Georgia's our team next year. We don't play Bama next year. Yeah, 98 was his rookie year. Uh, Quinn threw for 3,479 yards and missed three games this year. Uh, he probably would have threw – was it three or two? I thought he missed two games, man. He missed two games this year. Uh, he missed the BYU game and the Kansas State game. The rest of them he played. Nah, but this year, this year here, I think he could have got 4,000. He going to go like 4,000 plus this year. I mean, easily. And this year I thought the offense was really balanced too with the um, – with Brooks in, you know, like Brooks coming and doing his thing, they made a point to be very balanced. But that's what Sark wants to do as well, too. He wants to be balanced as possible. Um, but, yeah, man, easily. I think I, I mean, Quinn's going to get way more than 4,000 yards. Oh, yeah, half the Houston game. Was it half? I thought it was, was it half or was it just the last quarter? You know, but um, anyways, man, let me know what y'all guys think about this, man. 
How excited are you, man, about getting Nye Black, the number one tight end in the transfer portal to come to University of Texas? He just committed, folks. Um, man, you couple that with what Sark's doing in this transfer portal. Man, I don't think Sark's done yet, folks. I don't think Sark's done yet. We still got, you know, somebody that could be half of the Muhammad Island, maybe. You know what I'm saying? Like, could you imagine the Muhammad Island here at Texas? That could be next. Um, Sark's just doing what he wants, when he wants, and how, and just, you know, how he wants to do it. And that's because he has the backing of, you know, like this administration. Um, they understand that Sark's the perfect hire for this job. And Sark understands that he's at a at a prime opportunity in a in a coaching um, time to where he knows he can get out there and potentially win it all next year. Uh, and I think he sees the right in the wall that he can he can go out and do this thing next year, man. Um, Cape says, uh, hold on. Red man says, I told you he was coming to the 40. Yeah, exactly. You said it. Uh, Cape says, we have eight, eight scholarships now, like it or not. We have to lose guys. Yes, there are going to be some hard conversations had. But look here, man. We have 88 guys. We're definitely going to lose some guys, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, every team needs attrition. But what Sark is doing, he, he's he's building the floor of this team. The floor of this team is going to be really high. It's going to be extremely high, right? I mean, extremely high. <laughs> All right. So, I mean, so think about this for a minute. If your four wide receivers are – Golden, Bolden, Bond, and Cook. If those are your four starting wide receivers, guess what your floor is? Your floor is Wingo, um, DeAndre Moore, Ryan Niblett, Parker Livingstone, Freddie the Boy Jr. Like that's your floor. <laughs> that's your floor, man. Um, that is your floor. Nah, it ain't gonna be no Arch and Wingo. Um, you know, like we just moved in last week. All right. So, uh, but, but that's your floor. Now look at your offensive line. Right. So this year we had Christian Jones starting at right tackle. Right. We had left tackle was, 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 uh, banks. You had, um, he had DJ Campbell at, at right guard. You had, um, Hayden Connor at left guard and you had Jake majors at center. Your floor, your floor for offensive line this year would have been these four players. It would have been Cam Williams, Cole Hudson, who started the entire year, the previous year, um, and Neto. Like, those three, that that's your floor. Those guys could have played all over that line. That's your floor. And Connor Robinson, who, who had a hell of a game when he had to come in and play for Jake Majors in the OU game, right? So that's your floor, man. That's what Sark's doing. He is churning up the floor of this team. Look at the secondary now. Barron. Uh, Manny Muhammad, Terrence Brooks, uh, you know what I'm saying? Andrew Makuba, Derek Williams, right? Now, let's say, for instance, Texas gets Jabbar Muhammad and he comes in. I would think Terrence Brooks goes to the bench for now, right? But they rotate DB so much. Your floor would be Terrence Brooks and Gavin Holmes. That's your floor. And then throw in Michael Taff, Jelani McDonald. That's your floor. We're in a great spot. We're in a great spot. So, look, man, put those put those comments in here, man. Let me know what you think about Nablek, you know, coming to Texas and actually committing to Texas here. The transfer from Alabama, number one tight end in the transfer portal. Let me know in those comments. Let me know how you think about this. I'm excited about it, as you can tell. We just did a full 40-minute video here about that. Um, and then how is Sark going to use him? How do you think he's going to use him? 
I'm going to address these next comments and then we're out, folks. Uh, Cape says we're going to have to play everyone on the roster if if we do make the playoffs since they expanded it. That's a possible three to four more games if we make it instead of just two. And I think you might be on to something, Cape. Cape, I think you might be on to something because if we do have to play another four games, another three games, right? There's 16 games. You're going to have some injuries. That's the NFL schedule. They're going to be injuries. And that's why your floor needs to be high, right? That's exactly what we look. Our floor at running back after CJ Baxter and Jaden Blue don't play. Our floor is going to be uh, uh, Trey Wisner, uh, Savion Red, Jared Gibson, a five-star, uh, Christian Clark, high four-star guy. Those, that's our floor. So, man, 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 man. Outstanding. One last comment. Uh, let me see, let me see, let me see. Harish says the playoff game were uh, uh, an offset to Brooks' uh, true production. I think he only allowed 46% completion percentage from the season. Yeah, look, that's our floor. If Jabbar Muhammad comes, that's our floor. But that's what Sark's doing. He's building this team up to, to where the floor is going to be a, extremely competitive. And the guys who are, who, who are going to be backups to some of these guys you know, like that are transferring in could pretty much start for a lot of teams in the country. Sark is building something special here, guys. You got to love it. You got to understand what he's doing. I love it. I'm excited about this. Leave a comment in, in the uh, in the comment section on what you think about this program, what you think Sark is doing, and how do you like the commitment of Nye Black here to the University of Texas. But, folks, we've been on here for about 40 minutes. I got to throw them horns up, man. Hook them all day long, and I'll hit you guys up later, man. Hopefully some new news tomorrow. We shall see.